Hi guys, salam. I'm Aida, a writer who loves to talk, and welcome to another episode of the Aida Aslin Show. Joining me this week is Zahra Alibai, and she's my virtual fitness instructor all the way from Toronto, Canada. I literally shrieked when I saw her on Zoom because it's so surreal to actually be speaking to, you know, that lady who's always cheering and motivating you when you're about to give up while doing a plank. Yeah, that's Zahra. That is Zahra. And she was so, so generous to come on board and talk with me on this episode. Her energy is contagious, mashallah, and I hope you guys will be motivated to change into your workout gear and start moving as soon as you guys listen to this episode because that was exactly what happened to me. Zahra is such a gem. She makes me see that working out is actually a form of self-love and not torture. And I really cannot wait for you guys to listen into this conversation so that you guys can pick up a thing or two. Get ready to fall in love with the super amazing, super humble Zahra Alibai. Let's go. Bismillah. Hi guys, Assalamualaikum. Welcome to another episode of the Aida Azlin Show. Oh my god, I'm very excited and I'm pinching myself because I am sitting across, I'm not sitting across because obviously she's all the way in Canada, but I am looking at my virtual fitness instructor, <laughs> Zahra Alibai. Zahra, thank you so much for like saying yes to my invitation to coming on to the podcast. Oh, assalamualaikum. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited. Inshallah, inshallah, one day we can do this in person. But I love connecting inshallah. with people and I love that you're doing my challenge and we get to chat and I've listened to a few of your podcasts and you're just so sweet. So I'm looking forward oh, to this conversation. You. Mashallah. Okay, so I need to give like a context on like how I got to know you, how I got into your programs and how like I was telling my husband like, dude, I really need to get this sister. She's like really making fitness fun. <laughs> I need to have her on my podcast. And then I showed him your videos, like how you were like skipping ropes. Like the way you skip ropes, I'm just like, how does she do that? <laughs> and she's like, wow, she seems really cool. I'm like, yeah, she is cool. I need to get her on my podcast. Yeah, mashallah, I shamelessly asked you and you said yes. Okay, let's go back to I think like three years before. I remember I was in Morocco and very unmotivated to work out. I used to have a gym membership and because of that gym membership, I used to go quite regularly and I used to have this like a favorite instructor. She taught bar lessons and yoga and she was the only English speaking one because, you know, I live in Morocco and they're all speaking in French and in Arabic. So it was really hard to go for classes where I don't understand what the instructor is saying. Mm -hmm. But that lady, she was American and she ended up becoming one of my best friends in Morocco. (laughs) And then she quit. So when she quit, that's it. My my motivation to go to the gym was like gone. My one-year subscription ended and I don't know, subhanAllah, like Allah allowed me to find you on the Instagram explore page. Crazy. <laughs> I can't remember, but you were showing like one of your... Because you share a lot, mashallah. You're super generous with your sharing. And what I love about you is that you don't just share fitness stuff, but you share about your family. You share about food. You share about community. And of course, the best thing is you wear the hijab. So, you know, like when you see all the Instagram accounts with like those apps. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I would love that, but I... I can't relate to them. Yeah. 
right? And then here I see like a really like healthy, glowing Muslim woman. And I'm like, I want to be her. <laughs> I don't know if people tell you this, Zahra, but like for me, when I see workout videos, I see them, but I don't do them. Have people ever told yes, you this? all the time. <laughs> I'm watching you while I'm eating my popcorn. I'm watching you while I'm eating my pizza. See, at least you're honest. <laughs> I was watching you and I'm like, wow, maybe one day I'll do this. But subhanAllah, I think I signed up to your mailing list and you had like a program, your six weeks program. And I signed up and the thing that I love about your your workouts is that they're 30 minutes long and they are very easy to do at home, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is great for me. I think I told you this before, but you change um, how I see you working out. And that it's not a chore. It's actually something... It's an act of self-love. Oh, because yeah. if you love yourself, love right? Exactly. If you love yourself, you you prioritize your workout. Anyway, enough about my me crushing No, I love you. it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me so happy to hear. I love hearing that. You know, like you said, sometimes it's... You, you look at those ladies and mashallah, like in their like sports bras. And, and that's totally fine. That's what they're comfortable wearing. But sometimes you can't identify with that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I have so many things to talk to you about today, but I'll try not to like focus on fitness because I really do want to get to know you, you as a person. But of course, fitness is a huge part of your life. But okay, let's take things slow and start (laughs) with maybe introducing yourself for the listeners who might not know you yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, So my name is Zara Alibai. I am a mom of two. I always say two young ones, but now Alhamdulillah, they're getting big, 11 and 9, Ahmed and Asya. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. um, Such blessings also drive me crazy, but alhamdulillah, such (laughs) blessings. (laughs) And um, I live in Toronto, Canada. I was born in um, Toronto, lived here most of my life, all of my life. Like one year we lived in the States. I've always had a passion for health and fitness, lucky enough to study kinesiology in university. So that's kind of like the study of the human body and physiology and anatomy and biomechanics and nutrition. So I did that and started working as a personal trainer. Um, At that time, gyms were kind of, you know, pretty popular, but a lot of women weren't going to gyms. And there was this new wave of women's only gyms, like not only for Muslim women, Mm. but so many women would go. And so I started working at women's only gyms and that's kind of where I found my passion of helping people get fit and active. And I always thought I'd help like, you know, young people get super fit because I've always been an athlete and I've always loved sports, but I just loved training like everyday regular people. I had seniors that would come. I remember my oldest client was like 78. What? Yeah, she'd come in and she'd be getting stronger. And like right before her was like the super fit, like 25 year old. And they became like friends because they'd see each other like one session after the other. And so just seeing that the effect that fitness and health had on like the women around me that I was able to work with, like growing up, I was born here, but my parents were an immigrant family. Like they were so busy just trying to get us settled here, like learn about Canada, like get jobs, get us settled. And so, you know, fitness wasn't something that our parents were pushing us to do, but Alhamdulillah, I was always active and my parents always, always, always supported my fitness. You know, I was, my dad put a basketball net up for me up front. So I'd play basketball and he'd go bike riding with me. And so Alhamdulillah, growing up, I had access to, you know, being active and playing sports. sports. Mm. And then I realized that there were a lot of girls in our community and, you know, that weren't as active. And so I started being part of like the youth committee and I was like the head of the sports committee so that we could play like, have like girls swim nights and girls basketball tournaments. And so we could all just kind of get active together. So 
Alhamdulillah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> and now I, through social media, um, just want to share my love of health and fitness. And just, I think people are so intimidated by it sometimes and I want to make it accessible. Yes. And I want people to know that health and fitness might look different for you than it might look for someone else. You just have to give yourself the space and the openness to get up and move and find something that you enjoy doing and see how it can positively affect your life. Okay, I have, I have to admit this. I have a stereotype on sporty people that they are like extremely competitive <laughs> would you say you are um i'm competitive in some things it doesn't translate to everything in my life <laughs> or maybe it's age two i've conceded like there's certain things that i'm just not going to be good at and that's okay yeah. <laughs> um and the things i'm good at and i enjoy doing i'll focus on those things so like with my kids my husband's like you never let them win i'm like yeah they gotta toughen up so i'm competitive when it comes to like <laughs> things like that but then other things i just let slide but yeah, if you put me in a fitness studio next to someone else, I will definitely be competitive and try to be faster and stronger. <laughs> I feel reassured that you said that because sometimes I do that as well. Like there's this thing that I don't know if you do it. Maybe you, you don't because you are the teacher. But like in the gym, big gyms especially, they have like mirrors. And oh my God, you know, I realized that in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed to be at the front yeah. because I'm not good at what I do. But then I realized nobody is looking at me. Everybody's just checking themselves out at the mirror. <laughs> exactly. Before Corona, I used to teach like we have a pretty big masjid and it has like a fitness center. People would say this to me, I'm coming to your class there. Inshallah, I'm coming. I'm like, okay, okay. And then, and then people would be like, you know, I'm really nervous. Everybody's going to laugh at me. People are going to judge me. I'm not super fit. And that's the exact same thing I would tell them. So nobody cares. Nobody is actually looking at you, worrying about exactly. how you're doing. Because you have to think yourself, would you do that when you go into a class? Would you look at someone and judge them? No, you would probably no. like, yeah. that's amazing that they've come, right? They're beginners and you'd encourage them. So I really try to let people know that like, first of all, everybody started somewhere. Everybody was a beginner at one time. And secondly, everybody mm -hmm. is so involved in their own self that nobody is looking at you. And if they're looking exactly. at you, they're probably looking to be motivated by you, Encourage, inspired by you or encourage you. Exactly. So yeah. And I love that you said that because I get it. I know like there are even certain situations like I've worked in women's fitness clubs my whole life. And then I wanted to join a CrossFit gym and there were no women's only CrossFit gyms. And I found it super intimidating walking into a CrossFit gym because wasn't the type of training I did. And I was like, okay, I get how people feel. Like it is intimidating, right? Like here I am someone who's fit, but I was so scared to walk into that CrossFit gym because I thought people would look at me. People would be like, who is this yeah. hijab wearing lady? But no, it's like yeah. one of the nicest communities I've ever been in. And oh, so yeah. I think we have to just, and I think sometimes those are the excuses we tell ourselves because it gives us oh, these God. excuses so that we're like, no, I'm not going to go. It's not worth it. People are going to make fun of me. I don't want to embarrass myself. So I'm going to save myself and I'm not even going to go. Well, you're kind of mm. setting yourself up for excuses so you don't go in the first place, right? It's so normal to feel intimidated and nervous, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like you said, we got to call ourselves out. Like if we're just using that as an excuse, mm -hmm. then it's a shame. It's a shame. Honestly, like no one is really looking at you because we are all like trying to breathe. <laughs> stay alive exactly. <laughs> and the only person looking at you should be your instructor and they should be helping you out and they should be you know helping yeah. watching your form and stuff like that and you have to know that yeah. everybody will remember their first time so when you come in they're going to be like that's amazing she came in oh that's someone new that's great right like people are yeah. super encouraging mashallah okay i want to ask you you said like since very early on that you were very active and that you were into fitness right what was your very first memory 
of you ever doing sports, one. And two, your first inclination or your first feeling that, okay, fitness is my thing. Wow, I've never been asked that. That's a really good question. Okay, so I am the little baby of the family. My brother's 11 years mm. older than me. My sister is seven years older than me. Um, a little bit of wow. context. So my parents are from Kenya, from East Africa. Back in East Africa, my dad was a long distance runner and he was a gym teacher, like a phys ed, physical education teacher. Oh, phys ed. Phys ed. Okay, we call it PE here. Oh, PE, yeah. Phys ed, exactly. So he's always encouraged us to be active and to move. And so I would say growing up, um, I was always running after my brother and sister. I remember I was like the little annoying kid that was always chasing after them. I used to love riding my bike. Um, I used to do that a lot. Mm. I remember my dad teaching me how to ride a bike and he is still tough love. So I remember him pushing me down a hill and just, I, I thought he was holding me. And then I look back and he's like, oh go there. And I was like, oh my God, I fell. And he was like, just get back up. And I was like, oh, but I got a cut. I got a cut here. And he's like, that's nothing. Uh-huh. Look at your elbow. And I was like gushing blood out of my elbow. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just remember having those memories of my dad pushing me. You know, I, I just really appreciated that. He would push me. He wouldn't like, you know, he knew I could do more. He knew I could do better. Mm. Yeah. So bike riding was one of my first memories. And then I remember um, I begged him for a basketball net in our driveway at the front. And I just remember playing basketball for hours and hours and hours. Interesting. Until, yeah. And it was just something I did. Like I said, my brother and sister were a bit older than me. So they were busy with school. And I was like the little kid. I was just playing outside on my basketball net. And another sport I love is track and field. So I remember doing 100 meter sprints and running long jumps. And those are kind of memories I have. I have a lot of memories of playing sports in school growing up as well. Mashallah. Yeah. Mashallah. So where did you go to school? In Canada or in Kenya? In Canada. So my parents were, they're from Kenya. They moved here and then I was born in Canada. Oh, yeah. okay. I see. Yeah. So were you one of like the popular kids then because you did sports? <laughs> The area I was in in Toronto was super multicultural, very multicultural. That being said, I was probably one of the only few girls wearing hijab. You were already wearing hijab then? Yeah, I started at a pretty young age. I started at about 9, 10. Wow. Yeah, so I was, again, I think having an older sister that wore hijab and you're like, I want to do it. So I just kind of like, you know, joined in. But um, I wouldn't say popular, but I was very lucky. I had a really good group of friends because we played a lot of sports. I was involved in like, you know, school activities and things like that. So I think sports gave me a nice group of friends to hang around and to feel connected with. I actually really like that because as I grow older, I realise that the reason we meet is no longer just to hang out per se, but like we have an activity that is based around the meeting that we're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know for what reason cycling is really on trend right now. Like Mm -hmm. everybody is cycling. I don't know if it's in Toronto, but in Singapore, like I heard like bike shops are like selling out. Yeah. Bicycles are selling out like hotcakes. My father is taking out cycling. (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) I think also coronavirus had something to do with it because it's it's a very good socially distancing sport. A lot of people aren't traveling, so they're staying at home. So same thing, like Mm. we um, are bike shops everything was like sold out so um so yeah and I, th- and I do know a lot of more men than women to be honest with cycling but um a lot of groups will go bike riding like you know they'll go for like mm. long long rides together so it is it's a it is a popular thing it's definitely becoming a popular sport 
an activity. Yeah, thank you for reminding me that sports is actually one of a really good activity to do as a group mm -hmm. with your group of friends. Um, when we were teenagers, like we'll just hang out at the mall. But that kind of activity just doesn't cut it anymore, especially mm -hmm. when you start getting older and you start becoming mothers and like your time is like constrained. So you really want to make full use of like the time that you have for yourself. Mm -hmm. So why not? Like if you can pack a fitness activity and hanging out with friends, why yeah. not, right? That's yeah. actually a great idea. Like even now, it's so popular. Like I tell people a lot of times, like instead of sitting and having a coffee, like if you can go for a walk or, you know, do something yeah. active. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. This is something that I've, I've always wanted to ask you. And maybe this is a question that a lot of people ask you because you, you are a hijab-wearing fitness trainer. But other than the hijab, there's still the fact that you're a woman. And I love the fact that your father encouraged you with sports even though you were a girl. Growing up, you just never had that, oh, girls don't do sports mentality. Mm -hmm. You never grew up with that. And that is such a blessing. What can you tell young girls who are seriously considering to pursue sports, whatever kind, but parents or elders are judging them mm -hmm. for, oh, but you're a girl, you know, why are you doing sports? Mm -hmm. So I would say sports has been like the cornerstone like of my life. Like it's something that has helped me build confidence. It's something that has helped me make some of the best friends I've ever had, some of the best memories I've ever had. Like even just within my family, like here there's a lot of camping and lakes and stuff like that. And we would go camping and even my mom, my mom's not the most, like she's probably not, doesn't love sports as much as I do, but she's super active. And we would all just Your jump. Your mom is so cute. She's so cute. <laughs> she had the attitude of like, why do I need a man to do it? I can just do it myself, right? So I grew up mm. with that kind of attitude. Like, okay, dad's not home. We'll move this couch ourselves. We don't have to wait for him type of thing, right? Mm. I really think, especially now when girls are, I mean, I don't know. I can't even imagine how hard it must be to grow up as a young woman in this day and age with social media and the comparison and the pressures. Like for me, sports was just something, it gave me a sense of belonging, actually. Like I felt like this was, nice. like you said, it was my thing. This was like, you know, I was the basketball player. I was the volleyball player. I was the athletic one. I was like, even at family gatherings, I was the one who just couldn't sit around. Like I would take a soccer ball and go play with the boys. And, but Alhamdulillah, I wasn't, I was never told you can't do that. I think in other things, traditionally it was like, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. But for some reason, as long as you're dressed properly, as long as you're following the rules of Islam, there's nowhere that says you can't play sports. It's actually so encouraged to be active and to take care of your body, right? What I'm noticing now as I'm communicating with so many women, alhamdulillah, around the world is that we are going to become, inshallah, one day mothers. And even not, you're going to become, you have to set these life habits for the rest of your life. So as moms, if you're active, your kids are seeing that, right? And that's so important mm. for them to see. And even just as you get older, mm. like, you know, when we're young, we have the time for sports and we have the time to play. But when we get older, we just get so busy and it's hard to include that into your life later on. Whereas if you have it from a young age, it's kind of like a that's gift so that true. you're giving your kids for the rest of their life to encourage your girls to be active, to encourage them to, you know, I learned a lot of how to deal with people playing in sports, right? How to manage people, how to sportsmanship you know, sport, exactly how sportsmanship how to lose how to be defeated but how to you know like sports was really um it really taught me a lot growing up and even now like I feel like I've learned wow. so much from it that I can still use so I and as parents too I think you know what there's so many other things that girls can get into let them get into sports <laughs> less time off their <laughs> screens less time worrying about the way they look because they focus on their performance and their ability right so I think it's 
you know, now's the best time to encourage girls to play sports. You know what you said really flipped my perspective. Because I feel like when the way we approach fitness is very like, oh, torture now. Mm -hmm. When you think of fitness, you think of torture. (laughs) But then... (laughs) When you expand your your worldview and you realize that, wow, if you like inculcate those like healthy, positive lifestyle habits, you're not just impacting your life, but you're impacting your future generation. Mm -hmm, And health is actually one of the best investment that you can make for yourself. But I wanted to ask you this, Zahra, because I'm sure people ask you this. We all know we need to get healthy, right? We know this, but Mm -hmm. there is a gap from knowing and actually executing it 100% yeah what are like the top five excuses that people give to you and what do you say to counter those excuses okay that's a good question um okay so top five excuses just thinking off the top of my head one is time a lot of people say I don't have time I get that we're busy um if you have 30 minutes to watch a Netflix show or to scroll through Instagram or (laughs) so I mean doing sometimes also I I don't want to say that it's only women but we spend so much time organizing our house and perfecting this like it's okay take 30 minutes away from that and just get your butt moving just do something be active even if it's going for a walk anything we have time we do have time if you sit down and you actually look you do have that time and so one thing I say to counteract that is just like I would never cancel this with you, right? Like you're in my calendar, Ida's in my calendar, I'm not gonna cancel on her. Set yourself up in your calendar, get a routine. I have this and this and then it's my workout time. And you really have to schedule it in. We're so busy these days, if you don't schedule it in, you're not gonna get it in. And scheduling it in is kind of mentally preparing you for these are the days I'm gonna get my workouts in. Everybody Mm. has time. Everybody has that 30, 20, 30 minute window in their calendar where they can fit in a workout it's true like this is an excuse i give all the time and not just me but like everyone like you said everyone is busy but it's like honoring that appointment that you've made with yourself like you would never cancel on a friend you wouldn't cancel on this as well if Mm -hmm. you put it as your priority the other thing is how do you make fitness a priority when it should be your priority Mm -hmm. is this another excuse that people give like oh it's just not in my priority list right now so no actually most people say they don't have time they don't know what to do they reach out to me when they're ready to make it a priority do you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean you just had a baby maybe fitness isn't your priority right now that's totally fine right your family is going through a health crisis or something then maybe that's not that's okay right like but i think you should make it such a habit that we're going to fall out. We're going to go on vacation, inshallah, again soon. And there are going to be times, you know, it's going to be Ramadan. It's going to be, there are going to be different times. Yeah. But if you make that a habit, you'll always come back to it, right? That's true. Making it a priority, I think people think, maybe they're thinking of fitness in one sense. Okay, it's not a priority for me to go to a crazy class and jump up and down and push myself so hard I want to throw up. And that's okay, but maybe you can make it a priority to go walking every day or you can make it a priority to play with your kids at the park or you can make it a priority to take the stairs instead of the elevators or things like that. Mm. So finding ways that you can weave it in and actually sitting down and say, okay, well, what can I commit to in terms of fitness. So maybe I don't want to do a CrossFit class where I'm lifting heavy weights, but maybe I'll try an aqua aerobics class or maybe I'll try yoga or, you know, fitness is different for everybody. So you have to, don't Mm. look at that and say, that's not for me. Look at that and say, okay, well, that's not the way I want to move, but maybe these are different ways that I can be active. So that's kind of what I tell people. Oh my God, Zahra, you're so inspiring, mashallah. (laughs) You make me want to change to my workout clothes and workout right now. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) 
Okay, what are the other four excuses that... Okay, another excuse is people like, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. And that, I get it. I get it. I'm in the industry and I find that we're inundated with do this, do that. One with exercise and movement and the other one with nutrition. So with exercise and movement, there are three things I would basically tell you to try to incorporate into your fitness activity routine. One is cardiovascular exercises. So, you know, if you're walking, running, biking, like something like that, something that you're getting your heart rate up, you're doing for a longer period of time. The second one is any type of strength training. So again, you might not want to lift heavy weights, but maybe you can do a yoga class where it's a strength training yoga class where you're using your body weight as exercises because the strength training and the body weight strength training exercises, that's what's going to help increase your metabolism that's what's going to keep your muscle tone. That's what's going to help you lose weight if you want to as well, because you're increasing your metabolism. That's what's going to help you stay stronger as you get older, right? Maintain your muscles, maintain your bones. And the third thing, and as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that we do need to incorporate is some type of flexibility or mobility. So those are three aspects of what you should start with. So it can get overwhelming. Obviously, I have my six-week challenge. I've tried to like take the guesswork out of it or the 30-day, like That's boom, true, yeah. you, you turn it on and no more excuses. I don't want to hear, you know, I don't know what to do. This is what you're doing today. We're focusing. And, and I rotate it, upper body, lower body, core, cardio, flexibility. Um, so a lot of people find that I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. So if you don't have a program, then just say, okay, can I just get moving today? Can I go for a walk? Can, can I, I try a class? Today? Yeah. And, or, you know, go on YouTube, find a workout video that suits you, a beginner, like literally type it in beginner workout video. If you have body weight exercises, like things will pop up, right? You have to do a little bit of research and, you know, just put that five, 10 minutes of research in and you'll be amazed at what you find. So that's one. And then when it comes to nutrition, there's keto, there's this diet, there's gluten-free, there's blah, blah, blah. There's so many different know, so things. Overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. Eat whole foods, eat foods that you know where the origin came from, right? Try to cut out processed foods. So if you can get foods closest to its source, that's better, right? If you can buy fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, you can get protein like chicken and beef, try to get as you know, as wholesome as you can. Stick to whole foods, drink lots of water, and try to cut out the sugar and the processed foods. That's as simple as I can make it when it comes to food. Obviously, if you have dietary restrictions mm -hmm. and you can't eat certain things, then you can go towards that. But if you try to cut out the sugar, cut out the process, and eat as much whole foods as you can, then you're fine. I promise you. So no time. Don't know where to start. Um, I would say motivation. A lot of people are like, I don't know where to find the motivation. Um, I can't like hand you motivation. I can't. <laughs> I can't send it in a package and send it to you. <laughs> oh my God, that is so true. Yeah, exactly. Little dose of motivation. I can push you. You can watch my video. So like you said, there are people who have been watching me for years. And at one point, two years down the line, something might click and you're like, I have to get up and move. I have to do this. I can guide you. I can give you as much information. I can feed you as much positive vibes, but you have to take that step to say, I'm going to do this, right? At the end of the day, no one is going to be able to yeah. do that except yourself, right? And the motivation has to come from yourself, from you wanting to make that change, from you realizing how important it is for you to move. And it's different for everybody, right? I want to be active. I want to move so that I can be healthy for my kids. I want to do it because I don't feel so good right now. I don't have the energy right now. So like someone who is super active, 
I love working out, but some days I totally lack motivation. Some weeks I totally lack motivation, right? So it's just a matter of you being Mm -hmm. honest with yourself and really getting into good habits, being consistent and making it a lifestyle. That's what's going to keep you motivated and that's going to keep you moving. Mm. And another thing actually people say, like you, you had mentioned before is people like, oh, I'm just not an active person. I'm not a fit person. Right. And they just kind of label themselves as like, oh, I was never active or I don't exercise. And you're like, okay, that's fine. But you like, because maybe you haven't found something that you enjoy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone might take a Zumba class or someone might do a dancing class and they might end up loving it. Right. That's true. And that's your form of movement. That's what makes you happy. That's what makes you feel good. Then go and do that. Zahra, has anyone ever give the excuse of money for not working out? Like, I have no money to do a gym. But then walking is free. Exactly. Even I, people say, like, I don't. And that's why I understand you might not have a gym membership. You might not have equipment. Work with what you have. Like, And that's why I give out so much for free. Because That's so true. But sometimes people need to make that commitment to hold themselves accountable Correct. as well. Right. Yeah. So you just have to see, I understand some people are students, some people, you know, maybe can't afford it. But right now with, we have so many resources out there that you can, yeah, exactly. Walking is free. Like just having a little corner in your house where you do YouTube some videos body weight free. exercise videos are free. Exactly. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's like a slap to my face. I feel like this whole entire podcast episode is just her giving me it's positive for you. vibes. <laughs> okay. With days where I don't want to work out, let's play that podcast episode you did with <laughs> But you're doing so good, mashallah. You said you're almost done your 30 days. So I'm very impressed with you. I'm almost done. No, seriously, guys, the thing is, like Zahara said, if you find something that you like, it will be a lot more easier to get your butt off and moving. Why I love Zahara's workout videos is that she makes everything so simple. Like, it's really so simple. When you press play... She'll tell you exactly what to do. And I love that she has variety, like variation. Like you said, there's leg days. I hate leg days, by the way. Then there's like full body. (laughs) Legs are always the hardest. Yeah, legs are the hardest. And it's also like just having her on screen saying like, oh, you can do this. And like, you know, and and you have levels. That's what I really appreciate. Like if you can't do like the the really hardcore ones, you give like alternative. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if you can't do that, go to the chair like you can do something with it so the biggest thing that you taught me is like fitness is really for everybody including myself so i can do this exactly (laughs) you totally you're doing it you're doing it right and and that's another thing like when you're doing good and you're on track like yeah be your own cheerleader say that's amazing i'm not you know i wasn't able to do these squats or you know the first time i did this class or this video i was out of breath and now i'm doing it and it's getting easier like celebrate those wins because Mm. that's a lot of hard work you're putting into it and you're you know a lot of times i think we focus on the physical right in terms of how we look and how our clothes are fitting but focus on your strength and your flexibility and your endurance like focus on how you're improving in those aspects as well those really help you stay on track as well because if all we're doing is you know trying on those tight jeans that aren't probably going to fit us or stepping on the scale and we're getting discouraged like Mm. say like i could only do five push-ups and now i'm doing seven and now you know i'm zooming by this video it's getting so much easier like those are measures of success for sure that's so true. How we measure our success plays a part as well, right? That's why you ask us to measure our body measurements and not just weight. Yeah. And time not ourselves. Just weight. And then we do the fit test. Yes, yeah, the fit exactly. Test. That's actually a genius idea because you can actually see, wow, like before I started the program, I could only do, like you said, 10, 10 push-ups yeah, or something exactly, like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, Zahra, I promise like, I'm going to let you take a break from talking about fitness. You know I love it. I could talk about it all day. Inshallah. Okay, I wanted to ask you about you doing fitness 
in a business sense. Because whether you like it or not, Zahar, you are an influencer. You have like really a massive following on Instagram and obviously you have a community behind you. Have you ever like thought to yourself one day like, oh my God, the responsibility for having Mm -hmm. like this amount of community, this following. You ask yourself like, how do I maintain some form of privacy? What do I share and what do I not share? Yeah, that's actually a good question. So, you know, I love sharing what you see is what you get. Like, inshallah, I hope. (laughs) A lot of people like, oh, you're just like, you know, I heard you talking and I turned around and I heard your voice and they knew it was me. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Like, I really want people to I am your friend. If you met me on the street, I hopefully would, you know, like you asked me the same advice, I'd give you the same advice. I think um, the reason I feel like I'm such an open book is I'm a trainer, I'm a fitness instructor. So I would always have people come and ask me questions like in my classes or my clients. So I just think of this community as an extension of that. Like these are my clients. These are friends asking me for questions. These are people that I can give advice to. The intention wasn't for this to be my business. Like it was just to share like, and you know, you know, just how Facebook was back in the day. Like you just share with your family and friends and you know, so um, the kids were younger and we were moving around a lot. And so it was just a way of just letting people know what we're up to. And then I just started sharing more fitness and then people asked me to share recipes and exercises. And my first, like most nerve wracking thing was making my first workout video. And then I just started sharing. And I mean, definitely there's things I don't share because I think you have to maintain some sort of, you know, privacy and you have to also respect those around you. Right. So a lot of times I always make sure, are you okay with me sharing? Or sometimes I don't even share because I don't want to put them in that type of situation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you share the positive aspects of your life, right? We all have our ups and downs and we always have like things going in our favor and then things that are, you know, kind of bringing us down. So I try to make it a place for positivity. Um, I do realize so weird saying this, but have an impact on people's lives. Of course I guess, you do, kind of. Sarah. Yeah, but I just also, when you sit down and think of it, like it's kind of crazy. Like I'm just so blessed that people allow me into their lives and into their so, homes. Uh, like I just think it's crazy. You care what you give, man. I mean, like you give so much positivity and light and love that's why you're receiving all of that like i've never not even once feel like you are not a genuine person Mm. everything that you share there's always that level of uh, authenticity and genuineness which is really hard to find in a fitness industry to be honest oh i really do appreciate that and that's a fear i don't want to lose that connection i have with people i don't want to you know, as this business is growing, even we were talking about like, okay, we might need to hire someone to just help out and answering emails. And I always want to be like that person that's reading. Cause I think that's how I find it so easy to connect with people because people open up to me. And so if I know that those are the struggles that you're having, then you know, you're not the only one. There must be at least dozens of other women that are going through that same struggle, right? So I really try to speak to those types of people. I'll be honest, as the kids are getting older, they're definitely more opinionated on what they want to share and what they don't want to share. And I think that's fair and I have to respect that. And I totally get that. And, um, you know, I always try to have my main pillars be fitness, food, positivity. And then I do, I love throwing in family stuff because I want people to know that, you know, I, at the end of the day, it's, I'm a mom, I'm a busy mom of two. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to fit fitness in whenever I can. Yeah. I love cooking, but you know, like I might make a great meal and have my kitchen upside down one day, or I might have my kitchen clean and order food one day. So <laughs> it's, it's life. And I really want to break that. I feel like I don't want people to look at my Instagram and be like, Oh my God, I, how does she do it? Like yeah. I can't achieve what she's, we can all do it. Everybody's working. And I don't, it's not a perfect life. It's alhamdulillah, a fulfilling life. It's a happy life, nice. but it's not perfect, which is 
fine. I mean, what is perfect, right? Like life has all these ups and downs and life's very imperfect. And that's the beauty of it. This is something that I wanted to ask you since like you said yes to the podcast episode. (laughs) The system that you have in place for your fitness programs, right? So you have a newsletter and then you have like an online platform where you share these videos. And then just the fact that you do everything on your own, like replying emails and DMs and on top of that, I don't know if you record the videos yourself. Most of the time, yeah. Oh my God. I was just like, if Zahra does all of this on her own, like how? Um, And did you self yourself with like editing and recording because now you're you're no longer just a fitness instructor now you've become an entrepreneur Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then just thinking about like ways of getting people to sign up so I wanted to ask you this because a lot of us we have our passion right but to make that into a business that's like really daunting um so that maybe someone really loved to illustrate or do art yeah for you when did it start that you like you look back i'm like hey i actually can make a living out of it if you asked me 10 years ago what my dream would be it would be to have my own gym and to run classes and you know that was kind of my dream but uh once social media came around and i realized (laughs) I, i think I slowly realized that, oh, this could be something. Like I didn't start it saying, this is going to be my online business. I started sharing because I just genuinely wanted to. It kind of snowballed into something. So I have to give my husband props. He's a full-time like physician. (laughs) And then he would come home and like edit my blog posts. and like, let's do this and let's do that. And like, so he has always been my number one support. He's always been there to push me. Like I would, I had like these big ideas, but I didn't know how to like package them into like, okay, this is how we measure it. Like, I'm like, I want to be this and I want to have this fitness program and I want to do this. So I had these ideas, but I didn't know how to break it down into actionable pieces. Like I had no idea in terms of tech, like how do you yeah. deliver a program? How do you, use. yeah. And even how do you monetize this, right? Like, how do you? And, and people were like, how can I pay you to be my online trainer? How can I do this? And so I was like, okay, wait a second. There's, you know, there's something here beyond just reaching the 10 people or 20 people in my class, right? Yeah, I started off, like I said, with my blog and my Instagram. Starting videos really made a big difference because it was able to show people, like, I kind of know what I'm talking about. I'm a trainer, like, I work out myself. And I think people seeing that helped. Um, In my bootcamp classes, I was helping my personal training clients. And so I was like, how can I make this first record the videos? Okay, that's easy. So I recorded the videos. Um, Second, okay, find a platform where you can house them. Okay, I did that. So I had to, like, I had to, like, hire people someone to help me do that. I, you know, realized that you can't do it all on your own. You want it to be professional. Um, you know, I wrote out my whole guide that I wanted people to have. And then I just got someone to help me design the guide. Right. So things like that, I was realizing that, um, okay, there's things that I know how to do. And then there's things that I don't know how Mm. to do. Right. So instead of it sitting there and me figuring out how to do it on my own and, you know, getting frustrated, like it's worth it to just, you know, there's other people that are experts in that get help. Yeah. So Alhamdulillah, the challenge has been going really, really well. Um, when people started doing my challenge, I was like, this is insane. Like I never, I remember like that first sale, I was like, no one's going to buy it. People are going to be, think I'm crazy. And like, Alhamdulillah, like I was like, oh, people are buying it. People really want to work out with me. Like it was such a surreal feeling, right? Like making money online, to be honest. Right. Um, you know, I have a new program, like the 30 day coming out. I'm, I have a few other things I'm working on that I'm super excited about. And it's just kind of, 
you know, believing in yourself. And I think I was very lucky that I had a lot of people around me that believed in me and, um, and then just trying it. Like, I think one, um, big thing was I thought it had to be perfect. I thought it had to be perfect, perfect, perfect before I put it out there. And I realized that there are going to be kinks along the way. You're going to have to figure it out along the way. And that's totally fine. So that was one big thing that if anyone's thinking about it, you just ask questions. I was, I really asked around a lot. I really asked people for advice. People are always willing to help out, give you advice in any way they can, I find. So yeah, I think if you have an idea now more than ever, there's so many resources out there. Just Mm -hmm. try it, just do it. Um, You know, like what's the worst that's going to happen? That's such great advice because if you like start already with that expectation that it has to be perfect, that is like your biggest hindrance right there. And then you end up never launching it. Yeah. Which brings me to my next question. I feel like failure is not a word that is in your dictionary. <laughs> oh my God. I just, I just, so feel, I just be like, oh, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I'm just going to try. <laughs> I get that vibe from you. And I wanted to ask you, like, when you see a client or somebody whom you're training or even your children get disappointed about something and see themselves as a failure, what advice do you give them? Because I feel like Muslim girls, especially younger ones, once they quote-unquote fail something, they lose all sense of worth. Okay, so two parts. One is I think this idea of perfection is what hinders us. So if it's not perfect, you're a failure. Mm. That's not true, right? There's a whole range of like, how much do you learn about yourself through the process? How much are you... Sometimes that journey is... The destination. The destination is, you know, so I, even I, I tell a lot of people about fitness is don't always focus on that end goal. What is that end goal? Oh, I want to get back to my pre-baby weight. I want to get into this size jeans. Like that you might think that's your goal, mm-hmm. but your goal might be enjoying the process. That's true. So I really think that enjoying the process, like, yeah, there's days where I'm pulling my hair out. It's two in the morning and something crashed or some video got uploaded wrong or something. And I'm like, Ugh. but the amount I'm learning in the process, it's amazing. You learn so yeah. much about yourself in that process. So I tell my kids this all the time. They're like, they think I'm so annoying, but <laughs> fail is first attempt in learning, right? Oh, wow. So- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And so my kids are at an age now, they're like, my daughter will try something. Oh, I suck at this. And I'm like, don't, you don't. This is your first time trying, right? Like, how are you going to get better if you're not trying? That's so true. Right? Like, if you go back and you look at my Instagram videos and you look at my Instagram stories and, you know, I wasn't this comfortable talking on camera. I wasn't this comfortable on video and my first editing and my first, you know, like it was horrible. And, and, and sometimes I look at people that create YouTube videos and that's one thing that I want to do more of. And I'm like, how do they create these amazing videos? And mm. if you go back and you look at their first videos, they weren't as great as they yeah. are now, but yeah. how would they get better if they didn't even just start? Right. That's so true. I understand certain things, but there's certain things I'm still learning that I'm just like, it's like a fear of like, okay, I want to try this, but I don't want to fail. But how will I know if I never try? Mm. Right? So I think it's about realizing that it's a process. Perfect it might not be the end goal. It might just be the process of relearning it. And if you don't give it a try, you are going to fail. Like just maybe set yourself up for that. You are going to fail, but hopefully those failures will teach you and then you can get better and better and better. Mm. Alhamdulillah, I don't That's know beautiful. why, but I do have this idea like, it's going to all work out in the end. Like it'll all work out in the end. Like we'll be stuck at some airport and like, you know, our flight's gotten canceled and he's stressing out. I'm like, 
it's going to work out in the end for some reason or the other like Allah has written it for us it's going to be okay and I think you have to have that faith as well I don't know why that's making me emotional but it's so true (laughs) everything's going to work out in the end yeah yeah if it hasn't worked out it's not the end exactly and I think you really have to tell yourself that enough times that you start to believe it because it does make a difference it it just doesn't make things so final and so daunting subhanallah okay i'm gonna ask you rapid fire questions just loosen things up a little last thing you cooked for your parents-in-law okay my mother-in-law is a really good cook so i'm usually the salad maker (laughs) so the last thing she's always like i'll make this and this and this she's like you bring a fun salad so i'm the salad maker so i made a really yummy like kale mango red cabbage salad we went over a few weeks ago yeah that sounds delicious actually (laughs) yeah okay if you have 10 days to yourself no kids no husband no work where will you go what will you do oh where would i go I don't know. I would either go like hiking in the mountains or I would go by the beach. Like one or the other. <laughs> you think you'd be bored by yourself? Um, yeah, probably. I think after 10 days, I would. <laughs> I need someone. If I, if I was with like girlfriends or something, I'd be fine. Yeah. But uh, if I was by myself, I think I'd get bored for 10 days. I'd read, I'd hike, I'd walk around and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, definitely in nature one way or the other it would definitely be in nature whether it's up in the mountains or by the beach in the Maldives or something oh wow that sounds therapeutic okay what's your favorite part about Islam for me I think it's the sense of community I feel I really really feel that it's such a special sense of community even just the idea of like you know, when you walk and you see someone wearing a hijab and you smile yeah. and you feel like there's that connection and stuff. Like even I remember when my daughter was younger, like anywhere we were, like we're in Canada, so not everybody wears hijab. And like anytime she'd see someone wearing hijab, she'd be like, Mama, say salam. And I'm like, I don't know her. <laughs> she's just like, she's like my husband. She's like, we've come across like a, another lady wearing hijab. He'll be like elbowing me. Like <laughs> your friend, your friend. And I'm like, your friend. <laughs> sure (laughs) it's the sense of community and then also the sense of never feeling alone like you always feel like god is there to protect you to watch over you so those are kind of the two two things i really love about islam okay what workout would you recommend to a lady who has terrible period cramps that's it actually i get a lot of period questions really Uh, yeah i would just say again if your cramps are really bad i'm sometimes like a simple like yoga or like stretching Mm. is good or even just simply doing like um, a light walk or something. Because I do think a little bit of movement and getting your muscles warm and getting your body body flowing is good. Okay. What's your favorite organ in your body? And for what reason? Why did you choose that organ? So I would say heart because, you know, it works hard for us. It pumps out blood <laughs> to the rest of the body. It works really, really hard. And yeah, we have that connection. You know, we think heart in terms of love and in terms of connection. So I would say heart. That's true. I realize this, like in our conversation, like your husband comes up a lot. <laughs> but I think it's natural because like my husband is a huge part of my life. Not because he is my husband, but like mm-hmm. he, like your husband, is the biggest support system for me and my work. He's exactly like your husband. Like I would have all these ideas, but I have no direction. So he would like anchor it down. So I wanted to ask... Who is your muse? (laughs) When you say muse, like I I don't think of myself as like an artist or you know what I mean? But I do have a, am I? But I do have a specific, like I think of that woman who I want to help. It's not someone I know, but it's like this idea of like, 
this woman who is amazing. She just doesn't know it yet. She just needs someone to like encourage her and support her. She might be having a bad day and maybe she just needs a little bit of like love and compassion. And so I think that that's my muse. I love that. that. I love this answer. It's so unexpected, <laughs> but it's so beautiful. I love that. Who's your muse? <laughs> I don't know. Can I just copy your answer? <laughs> Whatever Zara said. I think because we get to connect with people so much. I don't think people realize like how much people open up to us, Mm, right? I feel like your community does that with you as well. And so sometimes someone's like, I was having a horrible day and your smile. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I don't know. So I feel like if there's someone out there that's hurting, someone out there that is doubting themselves, like, please, I want to kind of, that's the person out here for creating for, I guess. Beautiful. I think just for that reason, like I pray that may Allah continue to use you in the beautiful work that you do for the community. Like you said, you don't know the kind of impact you have. And I pray that you will continue to do this even when you're old. (laughs) I don't know how young you are, but you look pretty young. (laughs) Do you want to guess? I have an 11 year old. Exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> I was like doing the math. She has an 11 year old, but how is that? I'm going to be 40 next year, inshallah. Subhanallah. How do you feel about that? I feel it, but it's kind of crazy. I also feel like I'm 20, so I think age is just a number. Nice. But do you think it's it's like a big thing, like coming to the big four? I think a lot about like when I was growing up, when my mom was 40 and my friend's parents were 40 and that felt so old. And I'm like, no, I can't be that old. But when you get to it, you're like, oh, wow. I mean, it's kind of surreal. It is a big number. But then Alhamdulillah, I feel young. I feel healthy. So that helps as well. So nice i want to end the episode by asking you one question and this is a very selfish request would you be able to say something that i can play when i just don't feel like working out (laughs) you know like when you record a voicemail yeah (laughs) yeah please leave me a voicemail for future ida who doesn't want to work out (laughs) okay i'll try to make it short Hey, Ida, it's me, Zara. I just wanted to say, don't forget to move today. Whenever you work out, you always feel so much better. You've been getting stronger. You've been consistent. So keep it going. Push harder. Give yourself one extra burpee today or squat. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And imagine how much better you'll feel after. I love that. To be honest, I quite enjoy burpees. A lot of people don't, but I love them. Yeah, I like them. They're cool. Thank you, Zahra. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. I thank will you play so that much. Back whenever I feel <laughs> not my best, not motivated. Yeah, but thank you so much for again taking the time to come and speak to me and speak to us. I'm pretty sure that the sisters listening in, just like me, I think after listening to your episode, will go either have a walk or you know get moving. Oh, inshallah, inshallah, I and I continue to pray for your success. I cannot wait to see oh, what else you, you so have much. in store. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like you're teasing us with these videos <laughs> that you're sending. The first one was on community. I really love that. Um, and yeah, and I just want you to know that I'll always be supporting you and your work because I just think oh, it's so meaningful so and important. Thank you so much. Honestly, I appreciate that so much. Even just your messages and your kind words and when you post that you've done a workout, it's just so nice. And I feel like you sharing that, and I know it's not easy for me, maybe sharing fitness is easy, but for a lot of people, it's not. And so when people take a second to share that they've worked out or that they've done something or they're committing to something, um, you're inspiring other people as well. So mm. I really, really, really appreciate that so much. That's beautiful. All right. Thank you, ladies, for listening in. And Zahra, thank you so much. With that, we'll see you in the next episode, inshallah. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Bye, guys.
Thank you so much for listening in to the episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and have taken away a new idea, have gotten a new perspective or some gems of wisdom, inshallah. If you'd like to hear more from me, I also write my Tuesday love letters and I'd love for you to join us. To subscribe for free, just head on over to aidaazlin.com, enter your email address and that's it. The following Tuesday, inshallah, you'll receive a love letter sent straight to your inbox. And with that, I'll see you in the next episode, inshallah. Till then, please do take care. Bye. Thank you.